0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dimes with Dara on the Joyce Lot Podcast brought to you by irisportsdaily.com. I am Greg Flamong. And in just one second, we're going to get to an interview with Sonia Citron. Uh, we're going to talk about a number of things with her. We're going to talk about growing up as a basketball player, matriculating to Notre Dame, why she chose Notre Dame. Uh, we're going to talk to her about her relationship with uh, Dara Mabry and, and their close bond that they have. So it's going to be a really good interview. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in if you haven't done so already please subscribe to our channel and please like this video and please uh leave us a comment or hit note notif- hit the notification bell Soon, ever it is we are going live and before we get to the interview i want to talk to you guys about a couple of our sponsors the first of which is esq clothing which is founded by notre dame alum ga wang you've seen esq on all of your favorite notre dame players and coaches and it's with over a decade of making the best custom clothing available, ESQ will help you look and feel your best in 2024 from a perfect suit, a perfect fitting suit or a sport coat, shirt, or bomber jacket, or that perfect tuxedo for wedding season. Check out God's amazing work at esqclothing.com and book an appointment to upgrade your wardrobe today. Mention ISD and get 10% off your entire purchase. And I also want to thank our other sponsors, this show, which is VSR Media, which is founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy award-winning anchor Vahid Saad Rizadeh. VSR Media specializes in uh, professional and cinematic video and photo, whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business. VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com. And mention Irish Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. All right, let's get Dara in here and let's get Sonia here for our interview. All right, we are here with Notre Dame guard Sonia Citron and, of course, as always, Dara Mabry. The two best friends are, are on, on the podcast <laughs> together. Uh, I don't think you're in the same location, but you could be because you're, you're very close friends, as Dara tells me. Uh, Sonia, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, kick off the show straight away. I need to hear about your friend here. I, I need to hear about uh, Dara Mabry. Okay. Uh, let's hear it. I, I, I wanna know uh, about how um, you two became so close, right? So you're, you're, you're good friends. Uh, you arrive as a freshman. Dara is is on the scene. Uh, okay. She's a she's fiery, fiery character. I i've seen text messages during the games <laughs> it's a very entertaining time uh when dara is watching you uh you ladies play but tell me about um your friend dara over here
1: yeah i mean ooh, so much to say about my dara but <laughs> the first thing that comes to my head i think i've told this story so many times the first time me and dara <gasps> ever oh my met- god I was a freshman and I think most people know that I'm pretty shy, reserved, especially to people that I don't really know. And Dara <laughs> can can be similar but also very different. Um mm-hmm. and so I it was this was this one you were living with Nat or with Abby? I think it was Abby. Abby. Okay. Yeah. So Dara and Abby were living together um at their apartment and we were having like a get together. So I I came over. This was in the summer. Um and I walk in. Dara and Nat are in their bedroom, in Dara's bedroom. And I think Dara's doing her makeup.
2: <laughs> I, walk I was in. sitting down for reference. Yeah. I'm sitting down in the vanity and my doorway is right there and it's wide open. Mm-hmm. And I was already nervous.
1: Like, oh, this is the first time I'm going to meet like a bunch of my teammates. Dara was obviously older. Um, You were a senior, right? Mm-hmm. So I walk in and I was like, oh... <laughs> Hi, and Dara doing her makeup looks to the door and is like, "Wow, you're big." <laughs> and I, I was, I was like, "Oh my god, wow!" Like I, I was like, "Nice to meet you." Gave <laughs> like gave me a hug, met her and Nat, and that was the first thing
2: she ever said to me. For reference. I said something else that she's not allowed to say on the podcast. Yeah. I said you're big as, mm-hmm. and you can f- oh. finish, yeah. finish the Got rest, it. starting with the. <laughs>
0: what like a shocking surprise finished. that you that you added a little bit of a what have you there?
2: Well, I looked at her and I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> like,
0: okay, so but you are tall, right? So you're six <laughs> one, and for, for a guard now, that like you're you're taller than your brother is,
1: William, yeah. right? Who's a soccer player at Virginia. But- we're like was the same that. height almost. Like I sometimes I might look taller, sometimes you might look taller, but basically same height. Maybe can give me half an inch. Yeah. So
0: too. so it, it's interesting to me though. So okay, this leads to kind of a conversation. Something that I was wondering is, you're a guard. You have guard skills, right? You're you're a very good three point shooter, right? Forty percent, basically. Like shot forty percent last year. You're thirty shooting. Uh, 39 something percent it, it probably rounds up to 40 percent uh, but I imagine growing up like you were probably bigger than most people right so you th- did they have you playing down low yeah. like how did you how did you develop those guard skills when you were playing probably down low for a lot of your young career
1: yeah so that's one thing that I think I can thank my dad for because growing up I was definitely the tallest one on all my teams high school AU really But my dad, even when I was little, like second, third, fourth grade, he would tell the coach and be like, you are not playing her as a post. She is not a post. Like you will not play her as the five or the four, or she won't play on this team. So I was never, ever a post. Even if I was the tallest one, I was handling the ball. I was shooting. I was always working on my guard skills. Like I was never, ever a post. So. I think my dad knew that even though I was tall at that age, I wasn't going to be like six, four or six, five, Mm.
0: six,
1: three, six, two. Like I would have been an undersized post. So he knew that. And he was like, Nope, she's not going to be a post. So did you,
0: did you always take to those kind of guard drills? I mean, I I assume you showed some sort of aptitude for like handling the ball and shooting the ball. Is that, is that kind of where it came from?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, my dad started putting me in train, like, training with my, my trainer, obviously, but we always Mm -hmm. did guard stuff. Like would always work on my handle, always work on my shot. So something that I was always used to doing, like I never had my back to the basket. Like I, I I would be a guard that would post up, but that was Mm -hmm. like, being a post was never, ever my position. So.
0: When did you pick up basketball?
1: So I would say I think I started playing around second or third grade, but it was always my second sport. Like soccer was my number one. So I started playing soccer when I was four because I, I have a soccer family. Like you said, my brother plays soccer at UVA. Mm-hmm. All my older cousins, they all played soccer. So I was kind of born into it. Um, so that was always my first love. So I would kind of play soccer first. And then in my free time, like I would play a soccer game, then like go run over and play, like have go to basketball practice or something so I didn't start I didn't quit soccer until my freshman year and I started playing basketball seriously like that's in eighth grade that's when I knew like that's what I wanted to do is play basketball
0: how did you how did you juggle that then as a as a young young lady right because I imagine like okay you're you didn't just become good at basketball in the eighth grade, right? Like I'm sure you're always good at it, right? Yeah. And I assume that was the case for soccer. What position did you play in soccer?
1: Soccer. So in club soccer, I was like a midfielder. Some it's kind of bizarre because sometimes they would play me as a goalie because I was always good with my hands. Tall. Well, tall too. But yeah. I ne- like I never played goalie, but just because I was athletic, they would put me in goal if we were like if we were up. I might be in goal. If we were down, they would want me on the field, so I'll play like midfielder.
0: Okay, all right. And so then you 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 make the move over to basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I kind of want to get the other end of this, Dara. Uh, give me your impression of of Sonia when she shows up. Obviously, so you're a senior, right? And you're uh, you're used to uh, new freshmen coming in, right? It, it wasn't your first time uh, having freshmen come into the program. Um, whatever program you were a part of, and so you you I, I think you know we you and I have talked a lot about how you you're a leader on the team, right and and you you kind of uh kind of take that role, especially from a vocal standpoint., uh, what was your impression of sonia when when, when she showed up at her game?
2: So I heard that she was quiet um and when i heard that just like being the person i am i was like oh shit like i hope she likes me you know like because i don't really know any other person to be besides myself especially because like she was already a part of the family so it's Mm. different you know when you have team time or a team gathering at your house with a recruit um it's a like my filter well there was no filter because she wasn't a recruit like i i was treating her right away like she was family so when i turned and saw her i was like wow like (laughs) she really is tall and like it just came out because I was like well shit she's here like she's my teammate we're gonna be family like I really don't know another way to treat her but I think like literally that night we realized like okay we're really similar like and me and her have this like really nice balance now Where like she's not that I'm not calm but she is so calm and just neutral all the time where I have a more vibrant personality so like in certain scenarios we just have like this perfect balance of a friendship for like for example when she wants to do media stuff she'll text me and i'll be like okay do this this and this boom check it off and then for other things if i just like want free time or i need to settle down and just be so present where i'm at i literally won't call her or text her i'll just go and knock on her door and she'll be like hey same way she was when I first met her. Yeah. So it's it's really a nice balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: The, the the meeting you guys are talking about, this is when you are already enrolled, Sonia.
1: Yeah. So this is like my first like couple of days um coming here for summer school before my okay. freshman year.
0: Yeah. So yeah. what was your uh what was your recruiting trip like?
1: Um you mean to Notre Dame? Yeah. I will so I didn't get any officials because of COVID. Oh
0: COVID year. That's
1: right. Okay. I did I did visit once, but I think it was my sophomore summer, maybe. So I don't think Dara was there. It wasn't. I I definitely did not meet you. Yeah. So when I was here, I think Muffet was still the coach, first of all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um tech. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was it was like unofficial, very laid back, just wanted to see the campus.
0: Wow. So, was it was it always gonna be Notre Dame?
1: Um, no, actually, it wasn't. So, Let's talk about it. Yeah, so it's sorry, my cat feeder is going off. Wait, show Billy. The people <laughs> need to see Billy. Should I go get? I trapped him in the bathroom because I didn't want him to be. Get him.
0: He's a part it. of the family. I, I, Why? Well, I, I we can hear Billy now. So
2: <laughs> this this cat is everything. You're gonna love.
0: Well, it. I, I was told to specifically bring up Billy.
1: <gasps>
2: I was
0: told to bring Bill. up Billy. Oh my God.
1: This is Bill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is, is that uh, is that young uh, young oh. William there? He wants to. Go.
1: What'd you say? Sorry. How long have you?
0: How long have you? How long have you had uh, Billy?
1: Um, it was his birthday actually, January twenty-first. Oh. So he's a year old. We've. I got him last March. So. Okay. I can't do. All that, right.
0: But young Billy. All right. So that's that's good. That's good. We love the cat. Uh any any fun cat stories while we're here? Yes. That's <laughs> I I I see the floor to you.
2: <laughs> Sonia, I had surgery. I had my surgery April 13th and I was on the crutches for like 6 weeks and that like that time period of six weeks surpassed like graduation and the time where students leave campus and stuff. And Sonia was like, shoot, like I really need someone to watch Billy. It was for like 10 days, I think. And I was like, Hmm, if he runs out of the house, we're actually screwed. But like, I think I can manage. Right. So I was like, you know what? Like, I think I could do it. I could watch Billy and me and Billy stayed in my half empty apartment for like 10 days while I was on the crutches. And it was such a lonely time, but like it wasn't because me and Billy like built a relationship and it was like the best time ever. Like that's the trip you got so attached in. I did. Yeah. Like I, I, I love the cat. Like it's my own. Cause before I got
1: Bill, I yeah. sent her pictures and I was like, "Dara, I think I'm going to get this cat. What do you think? Cause I was <laughs> one of my best friends. Like, what do you think? She was like, that cat is ugly. And I was like, <laughs> I swear I said that. Oh, my God. I was like, wow, okay. Well, I got it anyway. I got him anyway. And then as soon as Dara saw him, I literally, driving back from Chicago, because that's where we picked him up. Because me and Dara lived, like, we were literally neighbors. So, yeah. I before I even went into my own apartment, I went to Dara's. And I was like, Dara, look, I showed her a nat. And she
2: was like, oh, my God.
1: And it was <laughs> Has been obsessed with him ever since, but initially it was that cat is ugly, Sonia.
2: He's <laughs> a ragdoll cat, so I was like, "Oof! Like you're gonna have like grooming expenses <laughs> like no other. Like oh my god!" And now, like he is iconic, the best cat.
0: Well, it's it's good that 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 the world gets to see to see Billy now and all of his glory, <laughs> and uh, hopefully he, he makes another appearance on the pod. Um, all right, back to back to uh, the recruiting. Uh, wasn't always Notre Dame. You were, you were considering another thing.
1: Yes. So my parents, oh, they wouldn't, or let me not say that. Um, Education was very, very important. So that narrowed down a lot of schools. And obviously I knew I wanted to play for a high, like a great basketball program, but I also needed the education to also be up there. So I was always kind of, my list was kind of like, probably Duke, UNC, Notre Dame, Stanford, Michigan. Uh, that was probably my top my top five, I would say. And then I limited it to Notre Dame and Stanford. Those are my last two. Mm. And I was very, very close to going to Stanford. And then at the last second, I think everything worked out perfectly. Um, Olivia committed to Notre Dame. Coach Ivy got the job. Liv committed. And then – I don't know. It just felt right, and then I chose Notre Dame. But I was very close to going to Stanford.
0: So you and Liv, the, the previous relationship, you two played uh, AAU basketball together. So and, that was
1: yeah, and USA.
0: Yeah, and so you, uh, you. I believe you won a, a junior gold medal. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: you U sixteen FIBA World Cup is when we first played together, and then we played our junior year. We played um, AAU with the Philly Bells together
0: so okay u16 uh started playing basketball solo out of eighth grade now you're on the u u16 uh us 18 uh, which seems good to me um wh- when did you kind of know like okay this is it was it when you made that choice to go like straight just I'm going to just do basketball uh with no soccer like did you know then or was it before then or when did um, you know, Aaron, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at this.
1: Yeah. I Honestly, I would, I would say when I really believed it myself, I would say is when I made the U16 team because before then, like obviously my parents would always tell me I was good. And like, I, like I half believed it. I knew I wasn't bad. Like I was a good player, but I think when I made that U16 USA team, I like finally said to myself, wow, like, I did not think I was gonna make it whatsoever. And when I did, I was like, huh, like you must be pretty good. And then it was after that where I was like, Yeah, I, I can really see myself playing in college and like going somewhere with it.
0: Did you did you uh and I'm gonna bring Darren to answer kind of this question? So like it, it's you, you talking to you right now, you sound like a like a lot like my I I, I imagine my oldest daughter will be like because she's very she's very quiet um and i'm always kind of telling her like i've i've told her when she was like really young and, and now as she gets older we kind of talked before we recorded like like hey you're good like you're a good player right you know and and she's very kind of soft-spoken like you are sonia mm-hmm. and and so i'm i'm wondering uh dara i'm gonna bring you in here is like is it, it, it Someone like you who like wants to bring it like you're a point guard, right? So you want to bring out the best in kind of everyone. I feel like, and just talking to you, like you kind of take that and put that on yourself. Was it hard for you to it? like, do you still, or did you still have to like remind her like, Hey, you're, you're pretty awesome. Like you're a good basketball player.
2: That's a really good question. Actually. Um No, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: because, because Sonia is so neutral and she, always remains balanced. Like she doesn't get too high or too low. I never really had to bring her back to her feet because that's her best attribute, if that makes sense. So that's a really good question. And I think maybe an even better answer. I had to take that one at you, Greg. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, that, that, I think the one thing that I did try Uh, to bring out of her was to talk a little bit more Um, because even though she is very quiet, like basketball was a game of communication, but she always communicated the right amount. It was never below. It was never up. But when she did come in, like to Notre Dame, obviously you're a freshman. It's a, it's a very big environment. It's competitive. It's intense. I think she was trying to find her way a little bit. So I didn't press the issue too early because I also, I didn't really know her. Like, and we were thrown in the fire together. Like you have to learn how to play together. It's a, it's a unique thing, but it was really cool because I keep going back to this reference before, but we just had like this really nice balance, really nice. So I never, I don't, I don't think I had to bring her back to her feet ever, which was nice because usually with freshmen, that's their emotions. Like you have to bring them back to the moment, but I I Mm -hmm. never had to do that with her. I always just wanted her to talk a little bit more.
0: Did you did you kind of pick things up from Dara during uh, your two's time together uh, as teammates?
2: Bill? Oh, um, you had to yes. calm
1: me down at times, too. No, I think Dara was that one person that I would constantly look up to. Um, and even though she didn't say she had to bring me back to my feet, per se, I think there was definitely a bunch of practices or and games where you didn't – I don't think you knew how much you helped me by just saying like little things, because obviously Dara was a captain. She was a leader. The whole team looked up to her. um, And I think she, she helped you without realizing it. And I know I could say that for myself, like, even if it wasn't directly to me when we were like in a huddle and she was talking to the team, like she helped me in more ways than she probably knows. Like, even if I don't show it, I might be in my head sometimes. That's, for sure. Um, And Dara just has a way with words. And when she talks, people listen. So that was, she was always someone I looked up to. And even today, like I, I remember, like, I'll go back and remember how she was, to me, my freshman, sophomore year, and I'll try to be more like her in a lot of ways. So
0: can you think of something specific, like a specific moment,
1: like Dara knows how to like when to do things. Because a lot of times during practice, like in, in the heat of the moment, like I don't need to hear, oh, you're good. You got it. Like because it, I'm already like going through it. But Dara mm-hmm. knows like when to say certain things like there. We've we had plenty of conversations freshman, sophomore year, not in practice or not in a game, but just after or before where like we would just she would calm me down or just help me be more confident in myself. So I, like, I don't know if I can remember a specific moment in a game mm. where she did it, but like, she was just, even, even though she's talked about how I'm that calming presence, like she, even though she is the way she is, like, she's also very calming to me and like mm. know how to, how to deal with me almost.
0: So you're a junior now, right? Yeah. So more of that responsibility kind of falls on you, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and I, I imagine it's, is that it, it doesn't come naturally to you. Right. And, and, you know, most people who are quiet, right. There's the, the whole adage, right. Like I, I lead by example, right. I lead by the way that I play and the way that I carry myself, things of that nature. Um, when you got hurt though, right.
2: Mm-hmm. Which
0: we're grateful you're back and playing and, and it, it wasn't as bad as it looked because I think, I, we were very panicked, right? When, when when the the initial injury happened, but when when you're hurt and you're you're not playing and you can't lead by example,
2: mm-hmm. you still want
0: to help the team. Did that help you along in your development as a kind of more of a vocal leader and just trying to not so much yelling, right? But just giving yeah. verbal, you know, verbal encouragement or whatever it might be.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it definitely helped me see the game better, so I could offer them a different perspective. Because obviously, when you're playing you don't see everything. Um, I don't think it changed the way that I communicate that much though, only because me trying to be a leader, I'm never, like you said, I'm never the loud one. I'm never the one that's going to scream or do something, but I think I'm more like personal in the way that I'll just go to a person and say something, if that makes sense. Like I don't address the whole team often, but it's more like individual, if that makes sense. So, like, if I see Nat have in her head or something, like, I'll go to her and talk to mm-hmm. her, like, person to person, and like during a timeout or during on the bench or something. And I think that I did the same thing when I was hurt. Like, I, we had, I mean, we we had a lot of hurt people saying stuff. Yeah.
0: So
1: I don't want to just repeat the same things they're saying because we're all seeing the same thing, really. Yeah. So I think I'm more catered to just going to the individual. Cause I think it just helps more like, cause when you address a team, it, people don't think you're talking to them. And I think that's a problem that a lot of teams have is like that accountability piece, because mm. when you're addressing a team, like who are you talking to? Like, Oh, not me. You know? So I think I just, I've always been like that. Like I'll go to the person or go to the individual and say something like motivating or say what I see, whatever that is.
0: Is that, are, do you operate the same way, Dara?
2: Yeah. Or are you like, uh, are
0: you are you willing to yell at everybody? Are you willing to include everyone? Or, or do
1: you? Ruth. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you were both, you were both for our team, for sure. Yeah.
2: Both. Um, I, again, it's different when you're a senior because you, you have a different will. It's, you really have that feeling of like, this is your last time. So I think especially my last year, like I had both duties as a leader. I had to have the individual talks and I had to have like the team talks, but I was never afraid to say like, no. Like I think it was a lot of the times I ran into as a leader is like someone would make the same mistake twice in a row and like everyone maybe would pat their back and be like, you're good. Like I wasn't afraid to go up to them and be like, you're not good. Like you're not good. You have to box out. Like you missed two rebounds in a row. Like I don't stop telling her she's good. Cause like, she's not like, I don't know that I had that responsibility. Um, and it's, it's hard because when you're addressing a group, it's very easy for that group not to listen. So it's like, you have to say the right things. You have to say it the right way, depending on the situation. Um, and then you have to go back it up. So I think the responsibility I had was I had a lot of addressing the group and I also had a lot of addressing individually, but that also helped having Sonia there because you don't, you can't just have one vocal and emotional leader. Like you need someone to lead by example too. So Sonia led by example and I could use that when I led. So I was like, like Sonia had your, I could say Sonia had the first like help coverage, like where's the second? You know, so then then they might feel like shit, like I got to do it for my teammate. So we could always we could always use her as an example, especially in film. Like, look, she has your back. Okay, where's the next line of help? Where's this? Where's that? And that's where like the balance of our leadership like made it so easy.
0: Yeah. When we had Coach McGraw and we talked a ton about accountability and I think accountability is like the biggest leadership thing there is. And it's just like getting everyone to feel accountable and to Mm -hmm. be accountable to each other. That's like huge. Um, And Sonia, I, I do think like, that's a good point you made about like, when you, when you're giving a team speech, it's not, everyone's like, there's, there's two prongs of like, are they, are they talking about me or are they talking about someone else? Like I think people sometimes see like subtext in big team speeches and it is often like a lot better to like do it off to the side or it's like hey i'm having a conversation with you and no one else so there's no subtext and there's no like nothing's going to get lost here like (laughs) we're talking and it's just us so that that's like a really good point that you just made there um kind of the last thing i want to talk to both of you about is is like yeah we talked about it before before we started recording about balancing as a young player so i told both of you like my daughter is now she's nine years old she's She's starting to get into like a lot of things, right? Like she's in club soccer. Um, I'm she's on my like I'm the coach of her flag football team now, um, with her club soccer team. And there's like so many things. And I'm curious how I, you know, Sonia, especially like you are playing multiple sports, like you played soccer club soccer at a high level. Like I know what goes into that, right? Mm. AU basketball is another thing that you were involved in. Like, how did you juggle that? And, um, how did your parents, I guess, if you could speak to them or yeah. speak for them or like how you communicated to them, like, hey, I need I need we need to back off a little bit. Like we got to get away from this.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think one thing is you have to love it. And as a kid, I, I did truly love it. Like it was very hectic at times. I would be, like you said, driving to a club soccer tournament and then. Right after the game, I'm running to the car because I gotta drive to a basketball game, to then stay over for like a tournament. It was it it was crazy, but I think I was able to do it because I loved it. Like Mm -hmm. I don't think like if I asked my parents, I don't think there there was a bunch of times where I would be like, oh, I I need a break, Um, like I'm tired of this or I'm sick of this. So I think that's something that definitely helped me is just being in love with sports like I didn't want to be I don't know I'm, I'm trying to think because I also did <laughs> I also had best friends on my teams which I think really helped because yes. it wasn't just like a job I mean you're a kid you're having fun and I was able to play basketball play soccer and also have so much fun with my best friends because I had best friends on my soccer team on my basketball team so it was kind of like doing both. So I didn't feel like I was missing the aspect of, oh, I don't have a life. I'm just playing sports. like I was able to do both at the same time, which I think is what really helped me.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Dara, what what about you on that front? Right. So obviously you had your, your, your older brother was a basketball player. Uh, Your two older sisters were basketball players. Right. So, I mean, I feel like for you, it was just like, you were around it all the time yeah um but like was there ever a time when you kind of felt like that this i i need to like have a free weekend or like i need to have a free tuesday or whatever it might be
2: no me neither because i mean i grew up very fortunate in a sense where like my siblings were my friends so like Mm. Sonia said she had best friends on her team. Like, I was on the same AAU team as my sisters, even though I didn't get to play that much because I was so much younger. Like, I was still playing with the best competition, practicing with the best competition, and I loved that so much. And, like, you credit, I credit my sisters and my family because I was just, like, the youngster. Like, they used to call me, like, the baby cub, like, of the pack. And, like, they took me under their belt, and it was so fun because I loved it. Um, and they're like, I could compare it. My parents, uh, my parents made me, but my parents had us, uh, run track and cross country, like just to sit, stay in shape for basketball. And I knew I didn't love that because like some days I wanted to, I didn't want to go at all. Like I would be like, Oh my God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to run in this race. I happened to be really good at it, like distance running. So I was in good shape as a kid, but I was like, I knew I I knew I loved basketball so much because I I didn't want to do that all the time, um, and I would say that's a really big thing like in our generation today is like parents forcing things on kids and it's like you're gonna find out sooner or later if your kid truly does love it, mm. and it's a lot of times like even I train a ton of little kids and like I'll have parents come up to me and be like she's not getting up at five in the morning or she's not shooting 500 extra shots. I'm like, maybe she doesn't want to, like you can't force it out of a kid. However, like if you recognize that your kid is really good at something or is talented, you have to pour as much fun and enthusiasm into celebrating it as you are into the hard work. So if if they're going to get up at six in the morning and, and go shoot Score goals, sorry, score goals, like (laughs) practice soccer on the field. Like you better celebrate it as much with them later on in the day so they can still have fun. Because I think that's the biggest thing that goes missing nowadays is like kids losing fun in it because there's just so many external factors that ruin it, you know?
0: It's hard because like there's so much comparison early Mm -hmm. in, in their lives, you know? Like they're compared to like every nine-year-old or 10-year-old that they're going against right And like people develop at different different stages you know especially now right so like right. we always try to impress on her like i'm so impressed with her and like even talking to both of you like you're so like accomplished right like as a mm-hmm. like i'm just speaking as just like a dad now like when i see <laughs> like like i i just see girls like i'm so um and, and I say girls because I'm, my daughter is in it. Right. So that's. We know.
2: So everyone that comments on this podcast can <laughs> shut up. You're leaving that part in there.
0: <laughs> I'll leave it in there per, per your, uh, for your request. But like, no, but I, but, but my point is, is like, like, I'm so like proud of her. And I tell her this all the time. Like, I'm so proud of her. Like it's very difficult to play in, at this level, right? Like you're playing at a very high level at a very young age. And there's kind of a lot like, there's just tension in the air. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and so even like speaking to the both of you, right. Like you, you play in high level basketball games. Um, it's just like, it, it doesn't like all the work and all that, that goes into it. Like not everyone is able to perform on the level that, that you two have right in high level ACC basketball. Right. It's just like as high as it gets in, in the sport. So yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't mean it. as a good job by you two, but I, that's I guess that's kind of where I led. Good job by well, you guys. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> nice you. job. Um, all right, so so uh, to wrap it up, seventeen and four, right? Uh, I think I believe you're ranked fifteenth in the nation. Is uh is the latest AP poll? Got a big game on Thursday coming up at Louisville. Um, they're twelfth. They're ahead of you. Uh, you're fifth in the ACC, but like you're you're like one loss separates first and and fifth right now so it's it's a very tight race right it's gonna it come down to the wire i feel like uh the injuries are are kind of we're get, we're moving past those a little bit right uh Cass is still out but sony sonia's back and maddie's back and uh and so things are kind of rounding into form so um uh, got some big games coming up sonia uh how, how, how are we feeling what are the vibes like with the with the ladies
1: yeah, uh, I mean we're feeling good. Um, I think after beating UConn, our team has kind of realized how good we can be. Um, yeah. Obviously, after losing to Syracuse, that was a a pretty low uh, point. But um, I feel like we're kind of getting used to playing with each other finally, um, and just con- continuing to build that chemistry and just. Just get better. Like, obviously, you want to keep um, – what's that phrase
2: called? Like
1: On the upward trajectory? Yeah, there we go. Just keep getting better.
2: <laughs> she was not getting that one, I'll tell you that much.
1: Definitely not, but it works. Um, But, yeah, just keep getting better. Uh, and we know that we have a, a long stretch of games that are going to be tough. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we just have to prepare like we do every game. Um, I mean, we're good enough to beat those teams. We just have to play our game. Uh, And yeah, I think coach Ivy has just been on us about being consistent because when, when we're all consistent and we all play how we can play, I'm just going to say like, we're, we're unstoppable. We have too many talented players, but I think what hurts us is the inconsistency. So I think right now we're just trying to focus on that, staying consistent, staying poised and just playing our game. So we're excited though. Definitely
0: excited. We're excited, too. One of those talented players is Sonia Citron. Sonia, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for introducing us to Billy. It was a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Pleasure meeting him. Uh, Good luck the rest of the season. Good luck in the regular season. Good luck conference tournament. Good luck NCAA tournament. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, What do we always say, Dara? Keep getting buckets. Keep getting them buckets. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs)